0: praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. Good morning saunterers and welcome to another lovely sunny saunter here in Weymouth. I'm just checking that my Streaming is working for the radio. Sorry, slightly (laughs) distracted. Um, It's gorgeous today. Captain Squawky's about, so listen out for him. And um, we're going to have a great time looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to join us and open up this passage, which is all about you, and let it make absolute sense to us lord let it live in our hearts today and change us and inform all that we do in jesus name amen good morning dave and emily great to see you and good morning everyone on prayer house radio and so off we go if you've been if you just joined in prayer house radio and you want to catch up with the rest of the saunters in one corinthians you can find them on youtube or on facebook and there's a whole load of other saunters there and other stuff for you to find as well on our prayer house weymouth youtube channel um good morning sarah and adrian so today paul says now concerning spiritual gifts brothers i do not want you to be uninformed you know that when you were pagans you were led astray to mute idols However you were however you were led, therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed or and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. So Paul's launching into this thing and he says, Um, I concerning spiritual gifts. Well, we put the gifts on there, that word gifts. It, it, he's really saying concerning spirituals or spiritual things, I guess, um, spiritual happenings. And he goes on to expand that. And so we get from that spiritual gifts and we understand it, what, he's talk, what he's talking about. He says, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. And then he goes on to say, you were led astray, by mute idols. Now, when you put it like that, it does sound a little bit, duh, you know, that they might, that this idol that can't speak could somehow lead them astray. Good morning, Tracy Ann, and buenos dias, Flor, good morning, Sandy and Phil. Um, And so he, it's, it seems like kind of slightly crazy that an idol that can't speak could lead someone astray so Paul's saying listen it is possible to be led astray even by things that can't speak therefore concerning this whole thing of spiritual stuff and supernatural things I don't want you to be uninformed I want you to get it from me and I want you to understand some really important things baseline fundamental any spiritual expression or happening or manifestation showing visible thing that that is from God will say Jesus is Lord that's what the end of its purpose will be anything that is saying Jesus is accursed or is kind of saying bad things about Jesus and making us turn away from him is not from God so he's saying if you want a simple um acid test of whether it's from God or not is it bringing glory to Jesus or is it turning people away from Jesus simple um simple little test there so he says no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the except in the Holy Spirit so if there's a a supernatural thing going on something that seems to be supernatural and it's bringing honour and glory to Jesus, then we can assume that it's likely to be from God, from the Holy Spirit himself. Verse 4, now, there are varieties of gift, but the same Spirit. Listen to these three things. There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Now, we've got three different Greek words, three different, that are translated into different versions of the same thing in English. So we have varieties of gift. Now, that word there is charisma. Um, And so those charisma, charis means grace. So charismas are things that are given freely they're not because of my merit they are gifts this is really important when God gives a gift it says a lot more about him than it does about us who receive it and so this these things are gifts of grace Paul is saying there are varieties of them varieties of gifts of grace so that's really important Um, but the same spirit this is really important capital s the holy spirit then he says there are varieties of service and the word there is diakonia which is where we get the word deacon from diakonia um, and it means kind of service with responsibility it's like a ministry and so the varieties of ministries or um, kind of like you've been given a charge to carry something out commission it's like a kind of area of responsibility where we serve in and the diakonos is a servant is like a household servant who is given a job to do and then the 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 third one there is varieties of activities and the word there is energema energema and I think it's probably connected to do with energy but it's an interesting word it's to do with effects and activities and things that kind of get done happenings that happen so there are varieties of gifts varieties of ministries and varieties of kind of expressions and things that happen and he says but actually it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. It's the same God who is moving energia in each of those things. So God is the originator of the gifts, the ministries, and the happenings, the things that happen within the context of the church, I guess he's talking. And so then he goes on to say, verse 7, and this is really important, he says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And so there will be a... The, when that The manifestation is a long word. It just means showing and bringing to light and making evident. So when the Holy Spirit is present in a group of people, there will be evidence of his presence there. Things will happen. And Paul says they will happen in the form of gifts, ministries and kind of activities that are carried on and the the same spirit is the one who is manifesting in them so to each is given so God's in God's plan it was that each one who is a follower of Jesus would be given a kind of chunk of the Holy Spirit's kind of manifestation for them to go ahead and manifest and for them to show and tell if you like (laughs) and the gospel is very much a a show and tell activity we tell people we show them we show them we tell them and it's like watch my life paul's saying be an imitator of me there's a show and tell thing he's saying, watch how it works and so he said now he's saying to each one is given this opportunity to show and tell of the Holy Spirit for the common good. So that simply means, like we were saying in chapter 8, it's to build up the house, it's to edify, it's for the common good. It's not to make me look good, it's to make everybody feel good, look good, enjoy God, grow and maturity and all of those things. So when the Holy Spirit is truly manifesting in somebody, they will be producing a product at the end of all of this that is benefiting everybody that's really important it's to bless the church to build it up to make it beautiful and lovely and so on and for us to come to maturity and then he says in verse 8 for one for to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom And to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Notice this repetition, by the same Spirit. So if one is given the word of wisdom, that message of wisdom that unlocks the situation, and someone over here is given faith, it doesn't mean that this is better than that. It just means that the Holy Spirit is kind of making sure we've got everything we need. So he says, to one is given the manifestation... um, One is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing, by the one Spirit to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits. So is that a is that a good Spirit a bad Spirit? Is there a demonic presence here? Is there an angelic? you know what i mean so it's that discerning of spirits distinguishing between spirits to another various kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues and so paul then goes on to say all of these verse 11 are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills now these are really important things so as he wills that means God is choosing God is making a choice about how he cuts up the cake and where it says who apportions it it's precisely that it's the same word as when we divide up a meal we cut up a cake it's that sense that God has a cake and he wants to for us to eat it and to enjoy it and he gives a portion to each one and that portion looks different and it has a different effect but what it means is we all get to eat the whole cake we all get to enjoy the whole thing and so these supernatural things are signs of the spirit being present now I think it is reasonable to assume that The Holy Spirit wants to attend our meetings. Jesus said, where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Well, we don't see Jesus sat there with his robe on and his flesh and blood body, but we do see him there in the person of the Holy Spirit. And these are ways we can see him there. So how do we know if Jesus came to church? Did anyone... Have any, did anyone give a word of wisdom, a message of wisdom that unlocked a situation for somebody? Did anyone give a word of knowledge or um, did anyone get healed? Did anyone bring faith into the meeting? Do you know what I'm saying? And so these are evidences of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues interpreting tongues so that when someone um, speaks in a tongue and someone else gets up and says do you know what i just feel like i know what that means and here we go and off it goes and so it kind of helps us to understand what the spirit is doing prophecy the way ahead the direction or the affirmation the encouragement the edification builds us up Paul says somewhere else doesn't need that prophecy is for edification exhortation and comfort now those are posh words edification like we said it means building us up exhortation means cheering us on it's like building up cheering on and comforting nice is that happening in the church is that happening when you come together because these are evidences of the holy spirit at work these are things we should expect not just to be part of the main kind of thing of the church service it shouldn't necessarily be right now we're going to prophesy now we're going to do this now we're going to do this in all in you know in that kind of way but as part of being there we come away and we've encountered people coming up to us do you know what i just feel god is saying this to you blah 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 and you're like whoa that's amazing i didn't you know isn't that and do you know what i mean in that kind of i come away and we come away feeling encouraged i was talking to mike and pat yesterday dear mike and pat before the service even started we were talking about communion and what we might expect when we break bread together in the presence of god and remember jesus and my goodness i was so blessed just by that little brief conversation with them it was about five or ten minutes and he prayed Mike prayed for me at the end and I just thought wow I feel like I've been really I'm glad I came to church just for that and yet that wasn't part of the official thing but God was moving in our interaction together so these are really exciting things so verse 11 he says "All, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit. So now he'll go on. He'll open up this whole topic of the body, and we see how the our bodies are such complex organ um, organisms, full of little organs. In our fingertips, are so sensitive. Our tongues, our eyes, just, just so complex, and they have zillions of little micro receptors that send data to our central nervous system which all goes ends up in the brain and the brain takes my uh, takes my conversation that I'm having and makes my hands do funny things to kind of illustrate it and so all of this is going on in the most incredibly complex way 24-7 in our human bodies and Paul says look this is a great example of what the church is meant to be like there's so much going on here and yet it's all apportioned it's all controlled and showing and demonstrating the Holy Spirit is all because of him there is a person behind all of this activity and he is the Holy Spirit who gives these things to each one individually according to his plan his will so that's incredible isn't it so verse 12 it says just as the body is one and has many members or parts all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with christ wow so it is with the anointed messiah so it is he has many parts he's many members there's many members parts of his anatomy all around the world there's many parts of his anatomy in the little seaside town of Weymouth which is gorgeous if you've never been here you should come and it's just incredible and yet he is coordinating that whole thing that might seem like a little kind of chaotic perhaps to the casual observer And then he goes on to say, for so just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members, beg your pardon, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Now that's a really interesting thing because when when we get baptized, we're being baptized in water, we're being baptized into Jesus. So we're we're coming into him. But Paul is kind of combining these two ideas of being baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit and said, we are baptized into one body by, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body whether we're Jews or Greeks whether we come from a christian background or not is irrelevant he says we're all submerged we're all immersed in this one body which is the anointed messiah we are when we become christians we stop being an individual free agent out there roaming around like a free range chicken and we become baptized into one body, which is his body, the church. Good morning, Raymond. Good to see you. And then he says, And we were all made to drink of one spirit. Isn't that glorious? There isn't a different Holy Spirit for Raymond in India. There isn't a different Holy Spirit for Paul in Weymouth. There isn't a different Holy Spirit for the Archbishop of Canterbury in London or wherever he hangs out. It's, it's the same spirit. <laughs> Isn't that glorious? It's not a different spirit for Jesus. Same Holy Spirit who lives in Jesus lives in you and me. Good morning, Paul. Good to see you. And this is, this is the whole point. So my book, which some of you have very graciously read, and uh, The Christing is all about this idea that we are baptized by the Holy Spirit into the messiah into the anointed one and we become part of his anointed oily body living out on the face of the earth and this stuff here that paul is talking about is how it makes how it becomes evident so prophecy healing all of these things they're evidences of the holy spirit in amongst us as the church but also to be poured out and lived out in the world so that we actually have got something to give when we're in every situation that we find ourselves in. So, verse 14, he says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. It's not just the vicar or the preacher at the front. The body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, this is so well preached, this stuff. I think this stuff is preached on by every preacher who's ever lived. He says, for the body does not consist But if the foot, verse 15, should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would make it... That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the bo- whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is... God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. That is a beautiful illustration, so elegantly put by our dear apostle. We don't need to comment too much on it because it's really obvious what he's saying, isn't it? Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I've no need of you. It's ridiculous, that's what Paul's saying. He says, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. I'm very, very grateful for my feet. Listen, if you've ever cursed any part of your body, said, oh, I hate my legs, or I hate my, sorry, I'm going to say it, bum, or I hate my nose, or I hate this or that, you need to repent. You need to actually say out loud, Jesus forgive me for cursing my body. I bless it now in Jesus' name. I thank you for my nose. I thank you for my bottom. I thank you for my legs. I thank you for every part of my body and thank you Lord that these legs have carried me for all these years so faithfully every single day. They've got out of bed and they've carried me where I want to go. I bless them. In Jesus' name. So, listen, that's how we need to think of it. And that's how we need to think of the body of Christ. Come on. The worship leader. The person who gets up and brings their guitar and practices and does their best and helps us to get into the presence of God or whatever. Or the person who serves in another way, perhaps a more invisible way. We need to honour them. Right, I'm off. I'm on a rant. Here we go. So, he says, On the contrary... Verse 22 The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Everyone say indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honourable, we bestow the greater honour. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty. I think Paul's being very delicate here and he's describing how we keep certain bits of our bodies covered up, which is important because it's called modesty. And it, verse 24 and he says which are more presentable parts do not require but God has so composed the body giving greater honour to the part that lacked it that there may be no division in the body but that members may have the same care for one another if one member suffers all suffer together if one member is honoured all rejoice together now that's how it should be isn't it when someone's doing well let's cheer them on their success is our success. We're a family. We're a body. If my head is doing particularly well today, um, (laughs) do you know what I mean? My whole body benefits, doesn't it? If my head is in a good mood, my whole body is glad about that and so on. Anyway, I think you can dwell in that one a bit and think about it a bit throughout the day. Um, now he says, verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So we are individuals. The 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 uh, manifestation of the Holy Spirit will be given in a very individual way to each one of us. It will look different on you than me. How the Holy Spirit manifests, you should not covet how he manifests in me. Likewise, I in you. <clears throat> but we can Paul says and we'll get there we can eagerly desire so but he says uh, verse 28 now God has appointed in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healing helping administrating and various kind of tongues are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers They're rhetorical questions. The answer is no, they're not. We're not all the same thing. Um, Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I will show you a still more excellent way. And so Paul's winding himself up for the great chapter that we're all so familiar with, chapter 13. gets read at so many weddings but this is important. Paul's saying, "Listen, there are diff. It looks different on each person. The manifestation of the spirit looks different on each person, and we understand that there are the what we would call the spiritual gifts that Paul's listed, and then there are ministry gifts, which are the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists that he lists in um, Ephesians 4, 4:11." those those we're kind of what which get talked about as the fivefold ministry. We understand that. And they're kind of different. And so there's the charisma, the and which is the gift, and then there's the ministry gift which is the diaconia, which Paul's saying here. Now it seems that some Their whole ministry was speaking in tongues. And I guess they must have had someone going along with them as an interpreter. Because when they got going in tongues, God was speaking mysteries and they were kind of interpreting. And it would have been like a double act going on. Good morning, Jonathan. And so that would be really interesting. But, um, and people with the gifts of healing and the ministry of healing. It's very exciting when someone with a ministry of healing comes because I believe every single person in the whole church should be praying for healing. That should be a normal part of our Christian life. We should be healing one another but then there come people, someone comes by who's got a particular ministry in that area and they've seen the most amazing things and they come and they bring this sort of extra bucket load of faith for healing. Fantastic. And when they come, it's a great joy. And especially when people who've been sick for a long time get healed and you think, oh, wow, that's so cool. That person, they're amazing. Um, But it's it's a gift from God and it's a ministry that they've been faithful in and they've developed. The ministry of apostle to plant churches, to establish churches in the in the ways of god and to get them off on an even get them started on an even keel on a good foundation and growing and thriving fantastic not everyone has the same diakonia the same ministry not everyone has a particular particular emphasis in the same gift i do believe personally that each of the spiritual gifts is available for each one of us depending on the situation that we're in so if you're a mum and your child is suddenly taken ill use the gift of healing say right holy spirit come on now we need the gift of healing right now in this house bring it on and so we pray for our child if we need wisdom paul says if any um, James says, rather, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously without finding fault. So the, it's, not, it's not just, well, I've got wisdom. Top trumps. No, we, we can each one. The Holy Spirit is a living, breathing person who, has, who distributes these gifts according to his will, and we can ask him, I believe. And Paul says, listen, eagerly desire, earnestly desire, zealously desire. higher gifts you can fight and argue about which one you think of the higher ones but then he goes on to say and i will show you a still more excellent way and that's where we're going tomorrow we're going to dive into 1 corinthians 13 have a wonderful day everyone i love you guys it's so cool to hang out with you and saunter together god bless you amen